It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports and Rahul Puri and I are back after a long weekend of playing Holi to discuss sports. Rahul, how was your Holi? My Holi was great summer, uh, good fun, lots of fun with the kids and then after the kids were finished, lots of fun with the adults. So yeah, we enjoyed ourselves. I also had a great Holi. I was in an inhebriated state till about 12 o'clock in the night and then I was sleeping the whole of Tuesday. So yeah. I had a pretty good holy too. That's the best kind of holy summer. That's correct. So we both had a good holy. I hope you guys, all our listeners had a great holy. And now we are back to discussing sports. And it's been a pretty light week as far as sports are concerned. But we still have enough to talk about for this podcast. We're going to preview the India-Australia test match, which is, you know, you know, we're going to be starting now in Rachi. We're going to talk about the whole DRS fiasco, India making a complaint, then withdrawing it, the ICC deciding not to take action against it, and Barcelona's magical comeback. So yes, Rahul, let's start with Barcelona. It was, you know, it was strange, surreal. I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, four goals or three goals in four minutes. It was almost like a brain freeze from PSG. I don't know what to say to it. It's one of those games, you know, it's one of those matches that... You know, in the end, you just think to yourself, you know, is this predestined? Is this going to happen? Are they going to do it? I mean, you know, I think that PSG also, they've, they've got to look at themselves. I mean, they must be crushed, that side. Absolutely. I mean, they, they must absolutely. be absolutely crushed. Because, you know, in that, I know Barcelona were pushing forward and throwing everything they had, but, you know, it just needed some level heads, man. And, and, and they would have got it done. I mean... You know, magical stuff from Barcelona, but PSG... Um, yeah, but it just seemed like the PSG was not, you know, it was. It, it, it looked like a brain freeze. And it's not that these players are not international players. They're all international players. They've played enough tournaments. They've played enough for their country and for their club. For four minutes, you just froze. There were four passes in four minutes. You, you, you have those moments in football. Um where as a viewer you're watching it and then you're thinking to yourself am, am i am i watching this is, is this really happening you know um i remember the 2014 world cup where germany were five nil up against brazil in the semi-final in literally you know 30 the minutes steamroll. you know and you were watching it and you were saying to yourself you know is this really happening and and you know when barcelona i think got the third goal you know, you were saying to yourself, you know, is this is this really going to happen? I mean, I, you know, and then you know, four, and then five, and then that that sixth went in, and you know, you you almost had to pinch yourself. I mean, is this, you know, are, are you are you imagining this? Because you know, it does happen in football sometimes. Even these elite players, they just freeze. They just freeze. You know, and PSG just froze and. You know, momentum is everything in football. And I think that nobody, strangely enough, um, understood that more than, you know, your legendary manager, Sir Alex Ferguson. He was a man that understood momentum, you know. that And his Manchester United side was a side that if there were one down or two down or three down, he knew that if his side got momentum, they could score three goals, four goals, five goals, just like you know, that. but these and kind of these kind of matches also give rise to a lot of conspiracy theories out there, you know. And 
I'm not saying that, you know, they are fake or they are true or whatever, but it just does not seem like a logical way of, you know, things to happen. It, it, it doesn't, Summer, but, you know, I think that, um, and a lot of people, you know, we've, we've, when we watch football, we're very practical. Um, and we watch football very practically. But when you play football, you, you know, you, you, you need to understand it's not that practical. Um, there's a lot of emotion in there. And sometimes emotion works positively for you and sometimes it works negatively yeah, but, for you. But, and, no, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. But, you know, I think I, 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 going back to what we were discussing about Barcelona two, two podcasts back... I still maintain, and I don't know about you, I would like to leak your opinion, I still maintain that they're a team on decline. This was just something that happened. Yeah, they are. They, they are, absolutely. I mean, they went and lost to Deportivo on the weekend um, and handed Real the... The advantage back again in La Liga. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I don't think that this is... It, it was just one of those things. And it was as much about PSG's mentality... As it was Barcelona winning. As it was mentality, uh, Barcelona's mentality. And... You know, PSG, they've been here before. They're an expensively assembled side. They had everything working for them in that first leg where they swamped Barcelona. And unfortunately, up until like, I don't know, 88 minutes of the second leg. They were in it. They had this in the bag. Yeah. And, so, uh, I mean, I would say PSG lost it. Barcelona didn't win it. Yeah, yeah they, they, they just fell they apart. They just fell yeah. apart. Absolutely. But, Absolutely you know, I mean, apart. I don't see Barcelona going too much forward in the Champions League. They will come up across a better team because the best, the best teams are still out there. And, you know... Yeah, I mean, they're bound to run into a team, I think, that is just mentally too strong for them. Barcelona, I think, them, yeah. are, are just not very mentally strong at this point. And I think they're going to run into a team that will be mentally stronger... And they'll take them out. Okay, so that's Barcelona. Rahul and I still feel that that it's a it's a team in the decline, and you know this result is not something that the Barcelona fans can really really feel joyous about. It's it's going to take a while for the team to come back to its heydays. You know, I I think that they feel they they will feel very joyous about it. Um, I just don't think that they can read this into the rest of the season. I, I just I don't see Absolutely. it into the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. I don't see that happening too. So moving on from Barcelona, we move to the DRS issue and this whole hue and cry, India and ICC not acting upon it and we withdrawing a complaint. I think it's just sensible that we withdrew the complaint because, I mean, Steve Smith has gone on record to say it was a brain, you know, brain freeze. He was sorry about it. The man has apologized. Move on. I don't, I mean, I didn't see the logic behind the complaint and why the complaint was made. So, I mean, I have a, I have a very, uh, you know, um, sort of uh, different take on on this um, in comparison to a, a lot of Indian fans and a lot of Indian pundits that, you know, were outraged that Steve Smith did this and whatever and whatever and whatever. And I know that he did it and I'm not saying that, you know, um, that he's unaccountable for having done it. I, you know, he, he did it. He made a mistake. But I think the, the umpires, the on-field umpires... You know, if you look at the footage, they, they did what they're supposed to do. And they reprimanded him. They stepped in. They said, don't do that. You know, and at the end of the day, it's up to them. They, they must have then put in a report to the match referee. And the match referee must have acted accordingly. Now, I don't see why anybody from any of the other teams should get involved at this point. That's it. It's over, you know. And, yeah, you know, the Indian uh, team can... can uh, fuss and, and complain about it, but the 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 system worked. That's the system. It worked. 
you know, now just get on with it and get over with it. I mean, you know, I don't think that Steve Smith did it out, out of any malicious intent. I, I think sometimes it's a natural reaction. Look at the state of the game that it was in. His was a very important wicket. He got an absolute grubber of a delivery, you know. And he knew he was a really important batsman. So he just turned around and glanced up at the at the dressing room. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was, I think, a human reaction. And, you know, he made a mistake. Yeah, and, and straight away, Nigel Long got, went in there and said, no, don't do that. You're not allowed to do yeah, that. I think that we just overreacted you know, we to it. Straight in and did the, it. The BCCI overreacted to it. And I think credit to the ICCI to say that, listen, it was over. It is done with. Let's close the chapter yeah, and let's move deal, on. Get, get on and play cricket. I mean, you know, I think that... Um, to be honest, I'm really glad that the IC, the, the match referee has called in um, Steve Smith and Virat Kohli and, and told them both, you know what, calm down, we need, we need to focus on the cricket. Because, you know, the last couple of days, I think this has got really out of hand with, um, you know, all of the off-field stuff. It's sure. a game that's played on the field and you leave it on the field, you know. And, you know, you don't see the Australians. I mean, the Australians are doing it as well. I'm not saying they're not doing it. I mean, you know, Ian Healy's comment about Virat Kohli and Mark Waugh's comment about Virat Kohli. It was so unnecessary. And Mitchell, Johnson, and Mitchell Johnson getting in and Mitchell Johnson making the remarks about Virat Kohli. It's not needed. And, and cricket doesn't need this. You know, you, you, you know those days where you, you played hard on the field and you came off the field and you sat with your, your opposite team and you had a beer. That's the spirit that cricket needs to be played in. You know, nobody's saying you can't be competitive. Nobody's saying you can't do everything that you can within the rules of the game to, to win. But after that, put it to one side, man. I mean, come on, get on with it. Suck it up. Absolutely. And moving on, that's what they need to do. And Rachi beckons. And they're without Mitchell Stark, uh, Raul. So, I mean, yes, Australia is a strong team. But I don't see them winning without Stark and the pitch at Rachi, you know, being the slow turner, low kind of pitch. It's again going to depend largely on the toss because like you and I have discussed in the past, it's become like a lottery. The team that bats first holds pretty much all the aces and Mitchell Stark not being there is going to hurt the Australians. Yeah, Pat Cummins is not a replacement. He's not a replacement at all. I don't think they have a replacement for Mitchell Stark, no, to, be, no. to, to be honest. Stark, Stark is a, uh, you know, he, he can reverse swing the ball. He bowls quick. Um, he can bounce out um, uh, the opposition. Um, the Australia don't have any. And he's like a handy him. batsman. He, yeah, yeah, he's a very handy batsman down the order, and Australia will miss him greatly. Look, you know, I I think that anybody that expects the pitches to be any different in Ranchi from what they were in Bangalore and Pune um, is living in a, a fool's paradise. In a fool's paradise. Um, it's going to pretty pitches, much be the same. Yeah, the pitches are going to be exactly the damn same. Um, they're going to spin from... It's going to spin from ball one. It's going to be absolute lottery. But I stick by my assessment of the fact that that second test was absolutely crucial. If Australia had won it, um, it would have been a very different story. But I think India have won it, and I think that now the momentum is with India. Absolutely. And the I momentum is with them. Mitchell Stark not being there, you know, is really going to yeah. hurt them. I, I think and they'll go on and win the series now quite handily. Um, yeah, but I still... I, 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 You know, I would like to stick my neck out and say that if Australia bats first in this test also, it's not going to be a cakewalk because we are... They still haven't got a measure of O'Keefe and Nathan Lyon. They're still pretty good bowlers. You know, so if Look, Australia bats first, that, you know, like, it's not going to like be I easy. Said, you know, no, no, it's not going to be easy, and it's not—it's not going to be easy because of the 
the characteristics of the pitch you're playing on. I mean, you're pay, playing on these pitches where, quite frankly, any delivery can get you out. That's the kind of pitch that you're playing on. So it's not going to be easy. But I think that, you know, Pujara ha, has... A, played very well in that second inning. Rahul in, has played in, well. Rahul is coming out there. Yeah. Rahul has played very well. And, you know, eventually the Indian batting lineup is going to get it right. They're going to click. And I think that they will have too much for Australia. I think that Australia's batting um, and, you know, David Warner in particular, he really needs to come to the party. He needs to understand how to bat in India. I don't think he's quite worked it out. Um, and... You know, if Australia to have any chance in these next two test matches, Warner needs to score. Yeah, needs Warner to needs to score run. and Warner needs to score big. You know, he needs to score 100 in at least the first innings or something like that for them to put he's, up a decent he's, score. He's a game-changing batsman. He's, he's, a, yeah, he's a match-changing batsman for, for Australia. If he can get a, a quick 100, um, you know, it, it changes the complexion Absolutely. of the match. So, um, you know, Australia need to, to really hope that that Warner plays well for them um, because if he doesn't, uh, I, I think India will win quite easily. And also, I think India might just retain the same side. They will go to Abhinav Mukund. I think they, they might give him another chance and they pretty much stick to the same side. Well, it would make no sense for them to, to change drop him it. now. Absolutely. Um, it, it would be very unfair to drop him now. Um, although Vijay is fit again, so, you know, he may come back. He'd probably come back into the side. But... Again, I mean, you know, Vijay, Vijay's injury meant Mukund would, would come in. Um, and if Vijay's not fit, um, to replace Mukund um, would make no sense at all. So let's see what it unfolds and let's see how the test match unfolds. It'll be pretty intense five days of again watching uh, test cricket. And Rahul and I will be back with our next podcast to, you know, do like a debrief and analyze the test. But this is all we have from uh, Just Sports. It's been fun. A little light in terms of the sporting action over the week, but I think we'll have much more for next week. So, yes, Raul, that was it for this week. I shall see you again next week. Thank you very much for the time, and it's always a pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure, Summer, and uh, wishing again a belated happy holy to all our listeners. Yes, guys, happy holy. Keep listening to us. Keep sending us back your feedback. And like we say, if it's a goal, it's a penalty or a hole-in-one, we'll cover it for you. That's it from Just Sports. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.